In the middle of all of this, uh, you've got two locations and you're building one like what, three times the size right now? 6,000 6, square. square feet yes. in the middle of a time where half of the world doesn't want to leave their house. I'm not ever happy at anyone else's shutdown, demise, losing these companies that I've shopped for years, but it's giving people who are in the right position opportunity. He is an incredibly powerful and influential speaker. He is the expert on persuasion and influence. Michael Burnoff. Michael Burnoff. So Michael Burnoff. Please welcome Michael Burnoff. Prepare to have your minds blown. Michael Burnoff. All right, everybody, welcome to The Average Suck Show. Today is gonna to be absolutely incredible. And one of the biggest reasons is we work with a lot of entrepreneurs. And one of the things that I say about being an entrepreneur, whether you see yourself as one or not, anytime you have a job, you're working for a company, I always tell my kids this, is that you've gotta think like an entrepreneur because you're helping an entrepreneur run their company. Even if it's a, a doctor's office and you're working at the front desk, you have to mentally think like an entrepreneur. And the biggest reason why is how do we get our company to grow? How do we grow during the, the tough times, the good times? Because that is truly where the value comes in. So no matter where you sit on the spectrum of a person that's an entrepreneur, like you've got 80 businesses going on, you've been doing the same thing for 30 years, or you're directly working with a person, today's interview is gonna hit home because I've been watching this person grow their business for the last several months. And during the whole, I said, call it Corona crisis, all the civil unrest that's been going on, the rioting, the protesting, I've been watching and noticing somebody uh, run their business in an industry which everyone says retails out, literally grow their business, grow their dream, grow their vision in an enormous way. So you've got some really big nuggets to take away from today and I'm excited to see where this goes. And Susie Diamond, I'm super thrilled that you're here with Rolling Rack and you're here brand new in Scottsdale over the last, how many years have you been here? Two years. Two years and your story is absolutely incredible. So I have been doing stalking of you. So would would you recommend anybody right now, I wanna tell you doing your business is, would you recommend for the average bear to literally like, hey, I'm gonna go into retail, let's start right now in the middle of this whole COVID thing, would you recommend retail to somebody? That's your dream, do it. If that's your dream, do it. But are most people running retail right now? No, or it's rough. They're running away from retail, it's right? It's rough, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm thrilled, I'm thrilled you're here, and I got a chance to meet you actually through my daughter. Mm -hmm. And this is the craziest story in the world. We told her to go look for a job. And you know, she had the standard college thing, oh, I'm gonna look for a job, kind of, sort of, you know, right. for, a, for a couple of weeks, and then she came across you, had never done sales, but she's lived with two hyper entrepreneurs mm -hmm. for, for years. And uh, mm -hmm. she came back like day one, like I don't know how it happened, but she came in for an interview, I think with masks and everything, yeah. and literally, uh, she was hired, and she told me a little about what you you had going on so mm -hmm. super excited and this is a big thing for everyone to understand right now is in the middle of all of this and we'll get to the story in a minute uh, you've got two locations and you're building one like what three times the size right now six thousand six thousand square feet yes. in the middle of a time where half of the world doesn't mm -hmm. want to leave their house mm -hmm. so I got to talk to you about your dreams I got to talk yes. to you about your vision so how long how did you, you start being an entrepreneur I gotta go way back and don't give me the whole I don't want the truck story yet yeah I want Give me the give me the nuts oh, and bolts. I'm talking. Back. You're a kid. Where where are you from? Um, California. Okay. First entrepreneurial endeavor. First entrepreneur. Okay. Uh, birds. I would. Rescue. I think I said birth. I thought. Wait, what, birds. Okay. Bir I rescued little birds and then. How old were you? Oh gosh, four or five. So okay. it was always about the animals. You for sold me, birds like always. So I would rescue them and then they were wild birds, and then I would do adoptions for these birds. Okay, okay, hold on, I've, I've, I've heard everything, okay. So what, what town was this in? This is in California, this okay. is in, yeah, you're in Oxnard. California. You're in California, yeah. and you're finding birds. Yes. That are babies. Little injured birds. And you're selling Bring them. Bring them back, yeah. Okay. And my dad would help me, kind of. Was he an entrepreneur? He well, he was a professional gambler. So, oh, really? Yes. What was his gambling? Craps, habit? craps and poker. It's my game. But craps. Did he play, did he play the pass line? Don't. Or did he play, don't. How come the winners always play the don't? Because you're, it's the only game you can play with the house and win. Tell me the bird pitch. Like I just, I just got, I got, I got to hear this. So you got a broken bird. Yes. Okay. Because some people like like the fix broken birds. It yeah. was you. Yes. So you got a bird that's not working correctly. Yes. Walk, walk, <laughs> just walk me through the sales pitch for this. Because if you could sell that, you could sell. That. I, I know, and I didn't even think about it at the time. All the great, yeah. So we had injured birds. My dad would help me, and then I would go to the neighborhood parents, and my pitch was I found this bird, we nursed it back to health and it needs a home and it was always, well, you need to let it go. You need to like, and I said, right, but you need to nurse it, adopt it, get it ready to fly away. And so I would get five bucks. I think I adopted. Well, then you got five bucks for yeah. a bird that wasn't yours. And this is yours. back in like the 80s. Like, yeah, so that's a good, that's a racket back good. in the, right? That's like 79, 80. Yeah. 
Five bucks, and then they probably let the bird go. How many times have you done this? Oh, it was, we did probably four or five times. So you made about 20 bucks yeah. selling birds that had broken wings. Yeah. So you found things that people would have normally discarded. Yeah. It's unfortunate to say that, and you right. found a way to make a home for it. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting how that plays into the So take me from there. Where do we go? So from there, we go to um, not very entrepreneurial, but I know you'll probably say, you know, you think when you're growing up, you know, I didn't really do a lot. I was severely bullied as a child okay. um, through junior and high school, which like bullying today. Like, tell me, see, most people <laughs> don't understand bullying today is like constant mm-hmm. with the internet. What kind of like physical, emotional? It was both, and you know, I I say now I'm so thankful that back then I could come home because I had a great, you know, my home life was great. Now I can't imagine you. you there's no turn off. Oh. You come home and it's like right there. And I even feel it with my business. I still get you know stuff on on social media. Not quite you know like I wouldn't call it bullying, but just nasty. It's bullying. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I it held me back a lot then, but it made me who I am now. And like in you know in my twenties, so like I'm the no bullshit won't take crap yeah. won't we'll stand up for those myself the big stand up for you you know like anyone that's on my team those are my people i have everyone's back so i'm thankful for it because it's it built you yeah so is it something you asked for is there something you did or is it just like who you were or just i just you know i look back at it sometimes because especially now they reach out to me a couple of them have like reached out to me give me their numbers i'm see, kick their asses see you on yeah. the news and yeah. i love what you're doing i'm like oh, so the people that picked on you mm-hmm really did like you, but you think you, so do you think, and this is just a side conversation, yeah. this is just important to understand, is that if we go back in time, because I think of this too, like people are buying books from me that used to tease me. Yeah. Like they used to give me a hard time. They used to, kids used to ask me, like, like they mess with me, and like now I'm finding them on Facebook and they're buying average socks. Hey, I'm right. under, and they have problems. They're like, hey, I'm buying your they're book. You. you give me for advice. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah. I'm having trouble. I just lost a family member. My wife doesn't right. like me anymore. What do I do? And I'm like, dude, you used to like freaking flick my ear in fifth grade. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're getting that same thing. So, yep. Do you think if we responded differently, like immediately, like I, I just, side note, I, I think because we've all been bullied. Right. I mean, everyone I know has been picked on, bullied, had a hard time. And if they didn't, they're they're probably having a very weak life for the right. most part. I'm not saying you need it, but it's a big piece of uh, yeah. being effective. So do you think if the first time like you got picked on, you would have responded differently with a leveled them or had the better comeback or not cared or responded differently? Do you think that literally you had a different childhood? Totally. Isn't that fascinating? Yes. Like, and it had nothing to do. So you got bullied. Is it that you got bullied or you responded incorrectly to a stimuli at one point? And literally, I've just been thinking about this yeah. myself. I would have had a different life. So Absolutely. I must have, and you must have said, I want to do big things. And whatever we believed in basically looked down at us yeah. and said, hey, you want big things? I got a few people that are going to come kick right. your ass. Yeah. So you're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I gave them what they wanted. You know, the tears, the crying, the, you know, I can't do, you know, it, they got what they wanted out of it. And I gave it to them for years. And it amazing. wasn't you were until. Their, you were their social media. Yeah. You were their it, entertainment. Absolutely. And it wasn't until, I mean, I remember my junior year in high school, this girl. Oh, went all the way to junior year. Oh, she would wait for me every morning. And she would never hit me, but every morning it was, I'm going to kick your ass after you Give me her initials, bus. not her name. Give me her initials. Oh, T-H. Okay, I'll go. Yeah. Uh, I just found her. On, okay, anyway. Um, yeah, so, forget food. Yeah, but uh, it was every day. I'm going to kick your ass. And she never did it. And I remember finally one day after, it was almost the end of junior year, and I turned around, I punched her in the face, and I said, enough is enough. Was I it a jab or what was it? What no, like I closed fist. I punched her. I knocked her down. She was crying. Never talked to me again. I made it through the rest of my junior and senior year. And I remember it was that moment that kind of my mouth started, you know, like, I wouldn't take it anymore. Wait it was a second. just like you're righty or lefty. Right. Nice. Yeah. Did your dad teach you a fight? Yeah. Okay. Did he te- like? And you waited. So how old were you when he first taught you to throw a punch? Um, when I was pretty, was probably eleven or twelve, because that's when the bullying was like okay. pretty bad. And he would always, you know, he wouldn't encourage it, but if you got to do it. Don't ever let okay. anyone beat on you. Don't, you know, if you've got to fight back type of yeah, thing. That's what I tell my daughter too. I yeah. tell both of them. And I said, I just tell them open. I said, you can punch with your fist, but if you open palm, it's going to hit, hit strike something. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So smack them right in the, yeah. right in the nose. Get them, get them somewhere if it's necessary. Right. If not, get out of there. Right. And then run. Absolutely. I taught that to my kids. I said, sometimes I forget the run part. Yeah. Because you <laughs> got to throw the strike and then run. So so that ended it. So you stood up for yourself. Yeah. It that ended was a peak emotional experience. Everywhere. Yeah. So boom, gone. Everything. Nobody messed with you. Did you get in trouble? No. Suspended? No. Expelled? No. Nothing? No. No detention? Nothing. Dude, it wow. was in the parking lot of high school. It was after Three o'clock school. on the flagpole? Was yeah, it, it was like, yeah, everybody made, yeah, yeah, right? Every yeah. movie we saw. But um, yeah, it ended. It ended everything. 
Wow. I mean, so. the, new, the new you basically got born that day. Yeah. And my that. parents actually pulled me out of that school the end of that year and my senior year, which was, you know, how rough is that? Like senior year going to a new high school. And so I had this kind of isolating year, but I also had a year where I didn't like I had I made friends. I made good friendships that I still have. And I didn't let anyone mess with me. So did you go into that last year? Because I, I remember this feeling. And this is this is great because this is actually everything to do with an entrepreneur. Because I remember going to bed always before my whatever school year, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, wondering who I'm going to sit next to. Right. Because like whether it's going to be that girl you're attracted to or that friend you want to sit next to. Yeah. You remember this stuff, yeah. right? Or who do I want to be mm-hmm. this year? And it was always like that three-day window at the beginning yeah. of the school year where every – and that's what's going on right now with this whole corona thing. Yeah. There's no popularity right now right. because nobody's with anybody. So right. like, there's going to be like a three week period, and people go back to colleges and high yeah. schools and elementary schools. Did you invent yourself differently that senior mm-hmm. year? Yeah. Okay. Can you tell me about that? Because yeah. this is interesting. Because I think as an entrepreneur, we sometimes have to go from having a job or um so, or a different business, or we leave something. There's a lot of gym owners right now that maybe right. can't do gym anymore, and they got to do something else. How did you reinvent yourself? Like, what did you do? So I. You know, after that that hit, I kind of, like I said, I felt different. I was different. And I went into the senior year um, bold, loud, opinionated. No way. Before that, I was shy. With your right hand quiet, up. Quiet, right? yeah. yeah. Nobody, you know, I was the girl that sat in the back corner that nobody really knew. Yep. Senior year, I was, you know, I wasn't with the popular crowd, but I wasn't with the now. I was kind of mixing with everyone. Yep. And I was... It's funny the different opinions when someone will follow up with me that met me my senior year in high school or somebody that knew me prior. And it's funny the different stories or the different things they'll say they remember about me. And it's two different people. Like, you know, one is you were so quiet in school. I can't believe you're on the news now and you're doing this and you did this housewives thing. And the other one, oh, I always knew it in senior year. You were so, I knew you were destined for all this stuff. And it's like totally different people. Yep. So it was interesting when I wrote my book, I was embarrassed at first to put out like some of the stuff about my life, right? I was a little worried about putting out some stuff that happened to me when I was a kid or stuff yeah. I felt like got picked on in the, the sandbox, got beat up, all kinds right. of stuff that happened. And I was worried about putting that out. And it's funny, the people that I'm talking about in the book, whether they use their names or not, um, they're reading it and they're like, they're getting back to me like, oh man, great book. I'm like, dude, it was you, jerk, um, that I was yeah. that I was talking about. But he, here's what's, what's fascinating about this is if we would see people as great as we saw ourselves, I'm sure you see this in your employees, mm-hmm. like you see the greatness in them, and yeah. I see it too. It's like, if you would just live the way I see you, your dad yeah. saw you as like just this amazing, amazing, right. strong person, correct? Yeah. And he's like waiting for you to show up, and yeah. then you did, which is amazing. So you get through the bullying, you, you finish school. Um, back to the entrepreneur question. We got ADD around here, so we yeah. jump around. So when did entrepreneurism start again? Um, I know you don't want to hear it. I do want to hear the it. The truck. I, I like the truck, but we, listen, I can't have the truck without the birds. So here's the deal. You can't hustle out of a truck if you're yeah. still getting your ass kicked. Yeah. But so you had to step up for yourself. Yeah. So you got the birds. You were you were like a, a strong kid. You got picked on. Yeah. They knocked it out of you. Yeah. You got it back. How old were you when you started the truck? Uh, 40. Okay. That was your first. What did you do before that? Uh, I worked in banking for 20 years. Nice. Did you like it? Yeah. hated it. How'd you transition out of banking? Because it's good money. Death of my dad. Okay. Yeah. So your dad was not in banking. Um, he was, no, he was finance, I guess, professional gambler. That's but. <laughs> finance. What was his favorite casino to go to? Um, he did Laughlin. He did Riverside and Edgewater. Where in Laughlin? Because I know Laughlin well. Which one did he do? Riverside and Edgewater. Riverside, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Riverside was the best. I started, he would take me up there when I was about 12. Okay. Pit bosses back then, like, yeah. looked the other way. I, I was totally sitting remember. at the craps table, like, as long as I didn't drink. Sitting there, he taught me the game, everything. So you, you know what I did once? I um I had a, a mail got delivered incorrectly to me in college, and I it came. I, I lived in Papago Park in Tempe, and they delivered something. Someone must have lived there prior, and one of the casinos over there uh, is it Har- no, Harvey? Not Harvey's is, is up up north. Um, I'll think of it in a couple of minutes. One of one of the casinos sent me sent to not to me to my address a vip super bowl party so i called them and said hey i got the letter and they just there was no computers back then they said so what is your name and i gave my name they put me as a high roller so i showed up i'm I'm not even of age i'm 19 years old does that make sense yeah i show up they're letting me play i'm playing five dollar craps back then which they did dollar tables back in the day and i and and they took care of me like you wouldn't believe and it was they didn't ask any questions i had my crappy little fake id i showed them and and i was up like a thousand bucks i thought i was the biggest winner in the world and i realized laughlin if you're going to learn how to play, That's the avoid Vegas. Yeah. Because why would you want to play where they're designed to lose when you can actually gamble to win? So right. super, super smart. So you're, you were in banking until yes. your 40s. Yes. Um, was it a big company you were with? Or? 
Yeah, I was with a, a very large Wells Fargo. Okay, Wells Fargo. Large okay, bank. Heard of them. Okay, yep, yeah. yeah. So they went um, through their challenges. Oh yeah, I was there and, through all that. Okay. Yeah, but, stealing um, quarters and nickels and stuff. Yeah, and, yep. yeah. So you did finance, and then you talked about your losing your your father. Yeah. Um, how did that transition you like to to shape everything? Because yeah, it's always that pivotal moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. So my dad and I, he was always you know my best friend. We were very tight. Um, We'd always talked, he knew I wasn't happy, but of course, you know, when I started banking at 21, I was in college and then started making this crazy money, underwriting, doing mortgages. And, you know, when you're in your 20s, I think you think if you're making money, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Yep. Like, yep. oh my God, I'm making this money, this is my life. So everything I wanted to do was out the window. And I just focused on that and I was really good at it, but I just wasn't happy. And so he would, we would talk, you know, why don't you just do what you got to do? You know, I, I wanted to go to fashion school. I did a little bit of it before I dropped out to be rich in banking. But um, be boring. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, he was diagnosed with brain cancer and um, out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, totally. We were at dinner and he, we got up to walk out of the restaurant and he fell and we were in the ER and three hours later, he had 11 tumors in his brain and it had metastasized from his lungs and they were giving him, they needed immediate brain surgery to even get us six to nine more months. Oh my God. So um, he did brain surgery and he was not the same after that, but we were able to have, you know, some very lucid conversations before So he that passed. was like, that dinner was yeah. one of the last, the last normal conversations, like yeah. the last supper, but that was like a last yep. real conversation yep. that you guys had. And then yep. from there, nine months? Yep, 10 months to the day. Wow. Yeah, so um, he, just I, one of the last conversations we had, he was kind of going through his life. He was apologizing to me for, you know, stupid things that I didn't even remember. And and then he, sorry, I get all so that's, emotional. That's good. Um, and then he made me promise. He said, you're so unhappy. He's like, you're 40. You got the whole next half of your life. He goes, don't let the back half be like the front half. You need to be happy. So I actually quit my job that week. Oh my God. Yeah, I went in. With I was, no plan. No, I was up for actually VP. I was up for a crazy raise office, like everything. And Did they try to keep you? Yeah, they said they wouldn't accept my resignation. <sighs> they knew that my dad had just passed. They wanted me to take time. It was an emotional decision. And I remember I was packing my desk. I'm, it was like the movies. I always say, like, you know how you're like looking ahead and these voices are back there, but you're not yep. really. And I just said, no, I'm done. I'm done. And then. I remember coming home with my box and I told my husband, like I left and he's like, okay, what are we gonna do? He was working too? Yeah, he's, okay. he builds, he's an entrepreneur. Okay, he builds cars on his own already. Oh, cool. Yeah, right. so I took some time off and the truck was born. So he built cars? Yes. So he could get you a truck? Yeah, Okay. absolutely. Got it. I said, okay. yep, so, for this so challenge. Is this, <laughs> so okay, so you guys have a good, you're a good team together. Yes. So he builds trucks, we'll get it yes. to him another day. Yeah. But um, so you want it to be in fashion mm -hmm. and then you're looking around at, what do I have? I'm uh, I'm just I'm just getting your inventory here right, right. now. I'm strong and I had to stand up for myself. My dad basically built in my brain, I have to go for my dream. Yeah. And I watched him, you just, did you start thinking like, what I feel like that literally like, we don't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Did that, has that been, causing anxiety or excitement or enthusiasm like what's the feeling because i feel like i get an angel of death on both shoulders and yeah. that's all i get you mean I like as far as how i feel going forward just going through life like you yeah. looked at that situation that's either gonna i think everything in our life either changes us or confirms who we right. are so do you, like when you lost your father who was like your best friend your mentor yeah, yeah. Like, he was only 66 oh. and i'm 40 and i'm thinking 26 years how quickly the last 26 just went and i'm like oh I gotta go now. <laughs> Got it. Does that still drive you? Yeah. Oh, Every absolutely. Day? Absolutely. Does he talk to you? Yeah. I hear. Yeah. I always tell my so people say death. I always say the statement, and if they take it correctly, is that it, it, there's death, and then there's a different relationship in a different way with the same person. So you yeah. still have a relationship with them. It's just yeah. different. Yeah. Okay. So you still talk with them a lot? Yeah, I do. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Yeah. So um. Okay. So you get motivated. Yeah. You look right and left. What's your husband's name? Matt. Matt, okay, mm -hmm. I like that. It's like Michael, Matt, yeah. so that's good. Um, so you look right and left, Jersey kid, yeah. or New Yorker. Yep. Uh, so you look right and left and you realize, okay, I need a truck. Was that because you weren't ready to open up a store or is it like just that, was that your marketing ploy? Because it was genius. No. Yeah, it was a few different reasons. I don't know where you One, got the pink paint from. Yeah, but, right, yeah. <laughs> Matt made it. What kind of, what kind um, of truck was it? Um, it was a U-Haul, which he actually won. Um, and they gave him a check, a commercial, all this thing. They had this contest to submit the best use of a u-haul the best restoration and he submitted all his work and he won and it was in a magazine and it was your truck yeah it was really free cool. pr yeah it was really cool so you got this pink u-haul yeah i only did that because i you know i was thinking at the time i always 
love fashion, retail, yeah. always wanted my own boutiques, actually wanted one of my own stores, franchises, everything. And I was thinking at the time, retail was different. You know, I, everyone's doing a lot online. How am I gonna figure out, A, where my best demographic is, and B, that anybody even likes my taste? Because while I have a small piece of design that we're also trying to bring forward, you yep. know, a lot of it is I'm hunting for the next best thing, the best thing, trying to be trendy but different. And I gotta make sure, is anybody gonna like any of my stuff? Like, How do you, how do you get over that? Because that, that's a big thing that entrepreneurs deal with a lot. Yeah. And I always like to pick their brains, like how do you, I know what I do, how do you deal with that you know what's best? Do you will that into existence? I do. Or, so do you feel it's, like you make up, like I yes. truly believe I'm going to get you to see this is a good idea. Yeah, and it's the weirdest thing. Like I said to my husband, and I'm a huge fan of the housewives, and I okay. said, I'm gonna all have of them or like, like you the like, California, okay, right, New cool. York, yeah, pretty much all. Like all of them, yeah. okay. So I said, they're gonna come to my opening. Okay, the really? Vanderpump Girls, they're gonna be at my opening. Oh, very cool. He's like, oh, okay. You have know? you spoken to them yet? Yeah, they've all been to my openings. Okay, very good. Yeah, so I looked at the store when we were moving to now, and I said, that's gonna be my store. And I actually just said this last week, I it's almost scaring me because I feel like everything I'm saying is like is really happening. Yep. And so it's making me so much more stronger almost because I'm like, holy shit. Like I'm seeing the power of really believing in what you're saying and what you can do. And it makes you that much better, stronger. Did you know, like, did you think about this when your dad, you were there when he played craps, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you know, because I, I know when I'm about to throw out. Like I know yeah. when I'm about to throw a seven and I'm not supposed to. Like yeah. I know I should just put it down and I'm yep. like, I'm out. And he knew that too, correct? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I could feel it in advance. Yes. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. And I also knew when I was gonna go on a roll. Yeah. Do you get that feeling? Because I actually train people how to actually get into that state of mind yeah. a little bit more often. Do you get that? Because you're gambling right now. Mm -hmm. And I want to get into your, yeah. your what you're doing, what you're selling, and all that really, really cool stuff right. here in a couple seconds. Um, do you get the feeling right now like you're on a roll? Mm -hmm. You, you could feel yeah. like you're channeling your dad. Yeah. yeah. What's his name? At Bill. Okay, you're channeling yeah. Bill. Like you, yeah. you're, you're gambling right now because yeah. you've got two locations in two prime spots here in town. Like right. so, anyone understands, uh, you're in the Scottsdale Quarter, which mm -hmm. is not cheap rent. Right. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, you're in Old Town Scottsdale off as a fifth. Yep. Fifth which is not cheap. I used to go to Madison's back in the day. Off oh fifth. gosh. Remember Madison's? Yeah. Remember and Greg? Anderson's. Anderson's. Yes. I used to, we probably knew each other from back then. Probably. Right? Deborah and I. We were talking yeah. the other. We all knew the same people. Yeah. Anderson and then Cajun House. Remember Cajun House? Oh yeah, my dad loved Cajun because he loved New Orleans. Yeah, it was so. Funny. Back that was in the old days. So you're like right there in yeah. the mix, not like, oh, little boutiques. I don't think you should use the word boutique. You might have boutique y stuff, but a boutique is like something the size of this room. Right. It's like you, and I don't mean criticize anybody. I didn't know what to do with myself this week. I decided our family decided to buy a little shoebox and right. we're going to call it a boutique. You have a full blown store, and right. then the other location is full blown like double store. Yeah. So, Tara comes home, uh, my daughter, who's working with you now, and thank you, I, I gotta tell you, it's been amazing. And For watching her, I don't know what you did, because A, she's amazing, but she is so adamant that she wants that place to run well I and know. do well. Like she comes home with, score how we did today, we hit I our know. numbers, we didn't hit our numbers. I'm like, it's amazing. I could. She's seen us do that for years. I wanna yeah. thank you for working with us to help um, yeah. work with her on that, but she is like, on it every day. She it's is. like, how do I get better? How do I do this? So I wanna just applaud you as an entrepreneur, like working with kids yeah. to teach them sales skills are amazing. So you've got two locations. Mm -hmm. You sell, what is the hottest item you sell? Cause I'd love to just like- Graphic tees. Graphic tees, All okay. of our very bold, graphic tees. Give me a favorite one, because I've seen some of those. Give me Kirsten, go ahead and give it. Um, so, um, be polite, you fucker. Okay. Um, don't be a dick. Yeah, okay. And um, be fucking nice. Okay. Top three. Top three sell? Yeah. And all kinds of people buy it. Like, do you oh, see like yes. an older all lady ages. come in? Yes. Like a priest will come in and buy the one? The daughter, the mother, the grandmother, they okay. all wear and they put them on right then, they're walking around old, they think, like, it is the best, it's the best. Okay. Yeah. So it's funny, like, they're saying, so you're selling, what you wish you would have said to those people you were bullying. Did yes. you think of it that way? Yeah, I've never did, yeah. but you're ah, so right. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm yeah. that's my, you're my, so my right. Trick. I'm giving those messages, yeah. You're giving the message. You're giving yourself yeah. the gift that you wish, like you're giving people the power. So you've had two big days in your life. One day, the day you popped that that TH girl yeah. in the head, not my TH, but Good your memory. TH, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. number two, right hook, and number two is when your dad woke you up, yeah and you woke yourself up, and then now you're empowering people to basically not be bullied with shirts. They may not be able to say it, yeah. but they feel it. So some yeah. people are like, oh, that's wrong, but that's that's some powerful right. That's some powerful stuff. I got you smiling thinking yeah. about that. No, it's true. I never thought yeah. of it that way, yeah. and it's totally true. You're empowering people, because I looked in um, your dressing room. I don't know if I was supposed to go in there. Are the men are allowed to be in there? Yeah, why not? I've been in the store. I go and sometimes pretend I don't yeah. know Tara so she can work. Like, I'm just <laughs> checking it out. And you've got, like, has anybody told you lately you got a great butt? Yeah. You have that in your uh, yeah. in the dressing room on the mirror. like. 
people smile? Do they like they that? They do. And they'll take their pictures, they post it on Instagram. Thanks, Rolling Whack, for making me feel better today. And I never really thought of it the way you put it, but yeah, those are all things I wish I would have heard back then yep. if someone's having a bad day, rough day. I mean, those things help. That's why when we have our average sucks tees, people wear them. It's like people say to me, like, yeah. I, I get people, they go, the only place you can't wear it is getting out of a Lamborghini. You look like a jerk. Right. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. With the average sucks thing on. But people love it because what happens is they feel like they put it on, they go to the gym, they feel more empowered that yeah. day. So your business is, it's empowering people. So you're selling those tees, yes. um, you're buying them all over the place. Mm -hmm. uh, you got other stuff. You saw everything there. You got dresses, yeah. jewelry, everything. everything. How do you pick? what is gonna sell or not. And then I wanna ask you, how do you deal with when you realize you screwed up? When, I, yeah, when you, when you got fail. boxes full of, I got boxes of CDs in back we over ordered. Yeah. Do you want some CDs? Yeah, like, no. like you want some tapes? Yeah, you want I got some, some wide leg pants? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, got it. I had a lady tell me during this, and I'll get your answer in a minute, lady tell me in the middle of this, she goes, what am I gonna do? I saw yoga pants. I go, dude, you're about to get rich. That's yeah. all anybody's wearing right now. Yeah, right. So um, how do you pick? Um, so a lot of trial and error. I'm better now. The beginning was a little rough. The beginning I had. Tell me your biggest mistake. Um, the biggest thing you bought that you're like looking at now, like, oh, that was just stupid. Jeez, uh, I bought, it was a, a Texas brand that I thought would fit in really well here, but it was a super just loud palm print. And it's a very specific person that's going to Jamaica that's going to wear it. But I ordered <laughs> like 10 boxes because I was going to bring box? that. Oh, oh gosh, it was probably about a five thousand dollars mistake. Okay, where's that stuff now? Um, it's in our ten dollar bins. Okay, got so it. So come are get you, a great people deal. People getting rid of them, yeah, yeah. It's and I'll so have everybody funny. figure it's how to come out. It's still moving slow in the ten dollar bin. It, they, like, they won't I can take it. Give this crap away. Like it's awful. You know what's funny is, have you ever thought about like literally pinning one up and selling it for three hundred dollars? Could you imagine? You no, 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 no. I, I yeah. dare you. I dare you today, and put the word vintage. Yeah. Three hundred dollars and make it on sale for 180, you'll yeah. probably sell one. You're probably right. And the reason why is, if you've studied any of influence some of the stuff that I teach is that people want what they can't have. It's, you just make yep. it vintage, like like limited edition yep. number one of 20. Yep. And you put it up on the wall, I mean, hang it up on the wall or put it in a frame. Yeah. And like, you can't, well, how does that work? Just, yeah. I, I dare you to do that. Someone from the show might even go in and buy it yeah. because we're talking about it. So just think about, as heard on the Average Suck show, yeah. $300, now is 180, you know, never Come know. Come and get it. I, I, I dare you to do that. Yeah. So um, how do you deal with yourself when you realize you screwed up? I'm actually really okay with myself if I screw up, okay. which is surprisingly, I don't beat myself up too hard because for every screw up, there's 10 great things I did. Okay. So I don't really, um, you know, in the beginning it sucked when cash flow is, you know, much more limited. I mean, those are expensive mistakes um, to make, but I recovered. I mean, like I said, I found other brands to replace it and to bring it in. Luckily, I was able to. Luckily, I have a husband that's hustling his butt off yep. to, you yeah. know, keep me going. Get to work, Matt. Right. Yep. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Good job, Matt. Um, <laughs> you keep it going. Keep it going, Matt. We got to buy more shirts. Go back to work. Um, so I and I still make mistakes. I mean, I still do. There's still stuff that we bring in, and I'm like, oh, I thought that would have done amazing, and it didn't. And then there's stuff that I didn't order as much because I didn't think it would and it's like blowing out in a second and I'm trying to get more of and it's so, you know, it's just, it's Never know. the roll of the dice. It's crazy, which is your dad. Yep. The dice coming back again. Yeah. I love it, Bill. So uh, so this is my uh, my question for you. So I never heard about you before and I'm amazed what you do. A lot of the stuff I walk in, I'm like, this is my kind of stuff. This is the way when you see our stuff, like we love, like we're in the same world, yeah. of, but you sell it. We just like, it's part of our, of our tradition of what we do. So I walked in, I'm like, I've never heard of you before. You got a great story. You got a great location. You've done put so much work into what you do, and then I finally get to know you during the craziest time, mm -hmm. right around the time where they close. So I got to ask you this: You're an entrepreneur. You're in retail. Mm -hmm. Our governor comes on. See, for me, I can come and go. I'm not public right. facing. We all came in during it all because yeah. they're not all of us, like a couple of us, because I have what seven thousand, six thousand square feet for three people, and nobody's coming right. in the door. So when the governor closed the stores, mm -hmm. what was your reaction when Doug decided to say? Sorry, folks. Yeah, you're closed. Mm -hmm. What was the initial reaction, and then what was the next emotion afterwards? Because I, I didn't have it. Yeah, and I want to know because I have friends that own gyms. Like yeah. I, I want to really just know. Like yeah. you saw it. It was March 11th. Oh yeah. my God, it could happen. March 12th, March 15th, April 1st. Yeah. What's the feeling you had? Um, well, oh fuck, was my first thought. Shit, yep. what am I gonna do? In that order, oh fuck, then shit. Yeah. Okay. Five minute panic. Okay. And then. 
I realized at that point, because you know, I've been very, my brick and mortars have done so well, I didn't put a ton into my website. We had a website, but it was just your basic. What's your website address, everyone can know? Shoprollingrack.com. Shoprollingrack.com, we'll yeah. pop that on the screen. Yep. Um, so it was a very basic site. It was, you know, pictures don't match. Was it outdated? Like, this, uh, yeah. I like mean, you didn't even sell that shirt anymore? Like, yeah, I, like I still had stuff from the truck that I didn't, like it was just, it was a mess. And so I gave myself five minutes to spew the profanities. And then I sat down and did a tutorial on how to do my website, update the website. And I spent probably 15 hours a day that week, Instagram shooting photos, got a photo shoot, got my girls in that would still model into the store, you know, two at a time, take pictures, update the site. And this is why like, it's so crazy. I don't even know if that's the right word. Within three days, I was doing the same volume online. It's not crazy. That I was in the store. People and in fear, I, shop. Yeah, but I mean, my little website that's not, you know, Google, you know, it's not like up there. If you search like cute top graphic tee, my store doesn't come up, you know, I'm like so far buried. And they found me and Instagram, I just, you know, I didn't, I was just there in their face every, you know, 10 minutes, new story, new outfit, new this, new this. And you know, by that next week, my sales daily were sometimes beyond what Without I did. Without having to put the electricity on. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I just, I told my husband, like, I don't understand. I I don't want to say luck because I don't, I don't believe in luck. I don't like blessed. I don't, you know, I, um, I worked my ass off. And, you earned it. Yeah. Like, but it just, these doors keep opening and it's not that it's not been hard work and it's, you know, been rough, but like everything just keeps working out. <laughs> It's wow. So the whole world of retail ends. Yeah. Biggest stores are going under. You're like, yeah. it's when you were back in banking back in the day. Yeah. Remember when you found out uh, Lehman's went out? Remember crash. Lehman's went yep. out? Yeah. Remember, like, it's like, oh my God, that was like the pinnacle. Yeah. Lehman's is gone. Like, yep. we're next. Like, yeah. you, that's equivalent to you watching, like, you're watching, oh my God, we're, Macy's fell yeah. and this one fell. Wow. And then every you, minute, and you every minute. So you close, you go online, mm-hmm. and then you reopen again. Yeah. And then the protests, and then. Two weeks later. The riots. <laughs> yeah. So what what was the thought in your head going into that? Because like I want to be really clear: is the difference between protests and riots. I am Absolutely. all for protesting peaceful intelligently protests. and peaceful yep. protesting, sharing your views, Absolutely. breaking people's shit. We got a problem. Does that, as an entrepreneur, Same. I'm not. There's no place for that in this world. There's no place for you can go break your own stuff. Right. If you want to bust your own house down, right. you want to build a store and break it. Yeah. Feel free. Leave my but, shit alone. Leave my shit alone. Do but your- so. What went through your head? Because I remember my daughter left the store, mm-hmm. uh, Tara left, and she came home and we told her, hey, this is going down, this could happen. We didn't yeah. really believe it was going to happen. Yeah. What was your reaction? Like, were you there? I mean, you got glass yeah. windows galore in I, your right. store. Not to, And stay away from them, everybody, the right. glass windows, but yes. Yeah, yeah we, uh, so I was in the area. I started hearing murmurings, but I'm thinking of my, I kept thinking they were talking about LA because somebody came in and said, Fashion Square just threw us out because of the riots. Yep. And I was thinking, Fashion that, Island. Yeah, I was like what like i i just was it wasn't communicating to me what was happening and then i'm in the area i leave old town i i drive it's like eight o'clock i don't see anything happening i don't even see large crowds i don't see anything get home all of a sudden my phone's blowing up paris wanna it's everybody there's stuff's going down something's going down we don't know how big it is and i'm like i'm telling matt i think we should now be worried like everyone's talking something's going down we put the news on and at that point we saw it it was that um, Apple scene where they oh. had just taken the. Even though they cleared the store out, uh, they don't know if there was God. nothing in Apple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, and uh, we grabbed our guns and got in the car and went to protect our property, which I know is popular, unpopular, but I mean, it's your property. Again, I'm all for peaceful protesting. I will support. I will stand. I will do everything for what is right for all of us as humans. But this is my life that I've worked hard for, and people will say. You know, you can't put property before humans. Well, this property is my life, and without this property, I don't want to be homeless and on the street, yeah. you know? I mean, it's my life. It's everything. So I'm going to protect it. So you do that, then they make you close the next couple of days later. You don't make it close, and you got to well, close. The, you didn't make the close. quarter. You, I, I, you cleaned out the store. Then the next day, they tell us the quarter, I get a call from the general manager at the other store. Yep. He says, um, that we're targeted tonight everyone's clearing out and I'm like oh so now you know this time I'm you know I have we have insurance but I even called them and they're like if it's a riot or looting we don't cover this we don't cover this like it's a weird but if someone robs you one person they cut it's just like the weirdest 
you know, loopholes. If you could, if of. you could have gotten the stuff out and you didn't, yeah, yeah. like it's just, so we got most. You know, Tara was there yeah. that it helped us. We got most of everything out that day, and then they did it differently though. They did have that place locked down pretty well. They had you know police protecting it, so luckily it just you know passed. But we were closed at the quarter for about four or five more days. Then had to put that back all together, and this okay. is all within two weeks of reopening. But we had a great couple weeks when we reopened. People were out shopping, you know, we were doing well. And you know, we still, I'm very lucky July is our super rough season, but we've been holding our own. I mean, pool floats are great too. Yeah, We own yeah. both the cabana I know, thing, I think you have every one of them. Own, you know, every, every pool. What, is it, what is that brand again? Fun Boy. Fun Boy. They're you the guys, best. Yeah, you guys, yeah. everyone should go down and get, if you have a pool, the He's coolest the, things in the world. So Seriously. Yeah. And, and they're then, patented. That's not like the Target ones. Yeah, they you can't like, get those everywhere either. Yeah. And if you want them online, I saw like they don't exist. Like yeah. You can't get them and you have them, yep. which is super, super crazy cool. So, yeah. um, okay, so this is what I need to understand. So you have atrocity, or for most people, you closed, Mm-hmm. Figure out how to go online, reopen, close, yeah. reopen, close. And what kind of crazy person decides to sign a bigger lease yeah. three to four times the size across the way in a time where everyone's saying retail's dead? Right. What, what went through your mind? Like, I need to understand what your plan is for this because that's insane. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you that is like, that is like the stock market crashing and. I don't even know what would they be buying into. They'd be like buying right. the wrong thing. It'd be like Apple going into business and saying, can I buy more Apple? Right. So what went through your head? Like, did you get a call from them? Did they pitch you? Did you think it was a good idea? Like, So um, when we took over the court, when we moved into the quarter, it's a, you know, it's a smaller store, 1,100 yep. square feet. And I looked across the way and there was a store going out of business. And I told my husband, that's going to be my store within the year. You put it in your head. And he looked at me and he goes, do you know how fucking big that store is? Yep. And I like the way I said, thinks, yeah. That's yeah. what I said to my wife too, yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, it's going to be my store. And he's like, we just are, we just opened this one. I'm like, it's going to be my store. So um, I'm not ever happy at anyone else's shutdown, demise, losing these companies that I've shopped for years, but it's giving people who are in the right position opportunity. So um, my opportunity to get a 6,000 square foot store at a time when others are failing, at a time when others are leaving the mall was a great financial partnership between myself and the quarter we made a great okay. deal we negotiated an amazing deal when does that open uh september hopefully mid-september okay so what's your vision for that so let's talk about oh it so you God. got your two stores yeah i want to hear about yeah. this so you got your two stores already um you got your vision for your current stores and just so we're clear you sell graphic tees some ladies clothes you've yep. got some fun dresses you got some funky stuff you yep. got masks yeah people that want to buy them yep. okay all the I got your opinions you got the gifts yep. great place to shop for stuff yep. all kinds of interesting things um you got that going on yeah What's different with six thousand square feet? Because I was thinking about that this building's bigger, and I'm like, how do you do yeah. it? Like, what what's the experience? So, and that's the perfect word. So, my um, first store in Old Town, it's an experience. People will come and say their friends told them while they were traveling that when they come to okay. Scottsdale, they got to see our store. Go to it's an rack. experience. Go to rolling rack. Yeah. Yep. And um, I've always there's a store in LA called Kitson. I don't know if you've ever sure. been there. Super trendy. Like he's been around. Um, Francis. He and I like he's like one of Newport too, brain. right? Yeah. Well, yep. he shut it down. Okay. But he just opened Beverly Hills, another one. Okay. So he's kids, and kids too. Um, yeah, he's amazing, incredible, very eccentric, good man. That's like really kind of helped me, you know, yep. pave the way. And I always wanted that destination because when you go to LA, you go to Kitson. Like yep. everyone wants to hit Kitson, and I want to be that for when you go to Scottsdale, you gotta hit Rolling Rack. Um, so this is going to be an experience like we truly have, we were one of the first stores to do selfie stations in the stores, wow. which we have in old town. Um, in this new store, we're actually doing TikTok station oh, for the cool. TikTokers. Um, and it's a true experience the, the quarter is more limiting. I'm not able to be as creative as, as I can in old town just because it is, you know, you can't more put corporate. things out on the street. Yeah, kind of I can't do, I want to paint the whole outside pink. They won't let me. So we're trying to like, we're negotiating back and forth. But the inside is going to be insane. We have um, nine foot cherry trees that are going to line the way when you come in. Wow. The TikTok station, a unicorn. It's like Alice in Wonderland. It's, it's, it's like Katy Perry meets Mariah Carey video. Like Very it's good. like going to be this crazy butterfly, trip. unicorn, like everything to look at universe. So wow. it's an experience. So you come in, you enjoy going there, you tell your friends yeah. about it. Yep. So that's your marketing. Yeah. It's just a fun place to be. This store is going to have a bar where everybody's going to have their hangout lounge. They can do their Wi-Fi, their Instagram photos. They can do, you know, just sit there, hang out, lounge. It's going to be a full-on, like, you're going to come hang out, shop. It's just, like, a fun place to go. It's oh, an experience. Cool. Are you doing so. F&B there, too? Are you having food there, too? Or drinks, no, coffee? No, we're going to do drinks. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do drinks. So we'll have lounge with... Um, 
like this really cute pink fridge and all this like cute okay drinks and stuff that we'll have but not food just i live with all girls us. everything's pink yeah in my whole house i yeah. have a girl dog oh so i get it yeah, good for you. cinnamon i wanted to name it chewbacca but um got outvoted i got yeah i got on that one but <laughs> it's all right uh, yeah, not a, she looks like chewbacca but um so that that's the vision so yeah. the vision is it's an experience not yep. a store Absolutely. so do you feel that it what advice would you give anybody in retail right now because that's interesting because experience is what people are after and yeah. they said toys r us would have never gary vandertrack said toys r us would have never went out of business if they would have done the lego world series there mm-hmm. i don't know if you heard him ever heard that before but like yep. what was fascinating about it is they just stayed retail yeah so is retail the old way dead yeah yeah i think i think the mall is dead okay i think the quarter is different because i, I think the lifestyle malls are not dead i think the indoor mall is dead fashion square um has been trying to recruit me for about nine months okay. and they've offered me deals that are insane for larger stores i will never go into inside mall Okay. It's unfortunate. I just, you walk through them and it's like, I, you know, Matt and I spent Sunday walking through three malls in the valley just to get ideas. Look at, it's dead. There's no one in there. And the stores that are there, are, they look dated, even though they're brand new. There's nothing to drive you. It doesn't make you smile. I see people walk into my store and light up. Like they smile. They're like, look at the ceiling. Look at that. Like it's, they're enjoying, it's very sensory. They're I've enjoying it. it. People try to buy that unicorn. Yeah, all the time. You have up front. Yes. I think Tara tried to sell it when I was there one day. What are you selling that thing for? Matt, nothing. Matt tells me everything's for sale, but Okay, but how I much know. is the unicorn for? Oh, no, it's not for sale. You can't sell it? No. I'd sell it. No. Can't you get another one? I know. I can't, actually. I've been trying. I can't. Okay. All right. I'll try. That unicorn is. I'm trying to sell it right now. Those and the chairs, everyone tries to buy. Matt's like, everything has a price. I'm like, no. I like Matt. <laughs> he's, he's, I he's, he's, he's correct. How, everything's how, for sale. How the whole thing works. <laughs> so you're going to make an experience. So retail's dead. The old way. I, I think the old way. I think you need, when you're going to a store, you want to smile, you want to be happy, you want to TikTok, you want to Instagram, you want to be, you know, current involved you want to go into a fitting room and not see dirt brown walls no motivation like yeah. I just you know we keep you motivated we keep you happy we're telling you what you need to hear what you should believe so it's an experience yeah so when somebody comes in your store and um and if you come to scottsdale i definitely recommend uh check it out because i was beyond impressed i mean i heard about it like Tara ter- explained it to me and it sounded good, you had yeah. to go in there. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those things. It's like Disneyland. You have to go in there to get yeah. it. And my little one. So this is what I learned in business class. I went to, I never got, they never let me in the business class at Arizona State. They didn't think I was smart enough. So oh. I never got to business school. Screw well, them. you showed them. Screw them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, but Mesa Community College, I got to take a business class. And the one guy said, in a lady's store, the most valuable piece of furniture is a chair for the husband and a TV. Yeah. So if you put a TV and you put an experience, I figured you got a mom shopping, you got my eight-year-old in the swing. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. My daughter can look around with my wife. Does that yeah. make sense? You've made it perfect. There's yeah. your chairs. I get that pink couch. I sit on that yeah. thing. I take pictures. Yeah. But um, the one up front. But uh, the point. Okay, great. So you've got you've got this it's all fun. thought, yeah, thought it's out. It's a good place to go. You know, yeah. you're gonna hang out. Your whole family can go. I mean, obviously, we're not a children's store. Yeah. We have some vulgarities yeah. and, and stuff, but. What else do you sell outside of that? Um, we, you know, dresses, fashion, high end. We have great, you know, Lauren Moshi is a LA artist, great okay. brand. We do have brands that you can find in Nordstrom, but my buying is different. I don't go for the things that, um, you know, the same things Nordstrom. I'm not, I'm going to have different versions of the same brands. Got it. So like they'll have different picks. My picks are a lot different. Um, we're trendy, but different enough that you're not going to go out. Your wife's not going to go out and worry that. You know, three other women are going to be in her same outfit. Yeah, I didn't realize as a guy, I wear the same black shirt almost every single yeah, day of the right? week. But I'm going to say average duck shirt, but, uh, but I get it with with, yeah. with other people. That's a big thing to yeah. change. So I got to ask you this, a couple things. Um, someone's new starting out. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got passion. They're excited about their life. Um, they hit a point. Maybe Corona to them is yeah. like the loss of your father where they right. lost their business. What would you recommend? Like I'm certain friends have asked you, what do I do? Like if you had to give a piece of advice to a human being that wants to go into business, what would you tell them in a few sentences? Um, I'm, you know, I'm a firm believer in living your dreams and not. I lost a lot of years not doing it. In the same token, I'm, I can be a little reckless. I just quit the job and I didn't have a plan. If I didn't have a husband, I'd probably, you know, that was Your not a good of a idea. Gambler, yeah, yeah, like yeah, right. So, um, you know, do your research. I did spend six months. I- I'm so thankful for that truck time because I went everywhere in this valley and I saw like Glendale hates my guts. They okay. freaking hate. Why do they me. hate you? 
Uh, the vulgarities. Okay. They just, um, and Gilbert, which is where I live, they don't like me either, which okay. is funny. Now I get them. They're like, aren't you opening Gilbert? I'm like, you guys didn't like me very much when I was there. Um, and I lived there. I wanted it to. But um, that experience, you know, when I started doing Scottsdale and then the quarter, that relationship I cultivated from the beginning. And I had to, they're like, I don't want a truck here. We don't want a truck. Like, this is the quarter. And I had to send them pictures. And I'm like, it's like Beverly Hills on wheels. I'm talking to them like I don't like fake it till you make it but I believed in myself so much I made it happen you know like I didn't fake anything I was like the best thing in the world and I told the quarter I said I have this new segment if you don't get on board and have me Kirlin's already invited me and um, <laughs> I said <laughs> sometimes those white lies are great for negotiating yeah. yeah so then immediately when I said that she's like oh well we we want you we want to work it out with you so I signed uh, we had a year lease and we killed it at the quarter like and then we opened a little um, last year they did those pop-ups those yep. cottages we killed it we killed it and so that time in the truck just you know Scottsdale was so your R&D your research and development yeah. while you're in there yeah so you learned a lot about your people yep you learned about what they, what motivated them, what they got them yep. excited. Well, and the more I saw, the more vulgarities I had, the more happier people got, and the more my sales went up. We didn't realize till today you're teaching, you're letting people say what they wish they could say. Yeah, and you're not, they're not crude. Right. It's just they're positive messages yeah. with an f bomb. Yeah. Eh, every once in a while, you gotta, I mean, you gotta throw yeah. one of those in. Yeah. I curse from time to time that people say, "Oh, that's curse words. You shouldn't have those." I said I wasn't there when they wrote the words. Yeah. Right. Half the times, what people say to themselves in the yeah. mirror is ten times worse than what your shirts will say. Right. Yeah. You talk bad about your weight in the mirror. You talk. Yep bad about your husband behind his back or yep. your wife or whatever it is and people don't realize that's 10 times worse than yeah. than anything you could ever say um, that you could have on a shirt okay that that question and then how do you keep yourself motivated um i have visions i have such strong visions of what i want i see my store in pink unicorns and pink craziness in california texas okay. chicago so nashville i have like by 2023 i want 11 stores um is that just a random number? 7-Eleven. It just craps. It ties okay. into that. So I have like, they're all numerical to my dad goals yep. that I have. Um, so I just, what keeps me motivated is I'm not going to fail. I won't fail. And I think of going back to Wells Fargo and I could never do that again. Wow. So you're motivated by pain. Yeah. You're motivated yeah. by not going where you don't want to go. Yeah. That's about 97% of the world. I think most people avoid that stuff. Uh, so you actually allowed yourself to be miserable yeah. in order to get yourself to change. But you know what's funny is um, you got bullied yeah. and then you actually bullied yourself and you tortured yourself with a job you hated. Yeah. So you realize that you changed. I'm just analyzing here right yeah. now. So you got bullied and because you got bullied, you stuck, stuck up for yourself. You threw the right, right hook or right punch and then you knocked the person out. Then you knew like, hey, I want to grow big in life. What am I going to do? So you bullied yourself with Wells Fargo for years. Yeah. You put yourself in a position you didn't want to be and you picked it. Yeah. And then one day you ended the bullying. Yeah. And your dad helped you end the bullying and yeah. it all ended. So pretty cool pattern. So we could break that pattern right now. No more bullying anymore. Now you're just yeah. going for your dreams and your vision. Yeah. Well, it's funny. And now we get customers if they send me that. Like we're the brand. And like even I tell the girls like, we're not the place that, I mean, yeah, these customers, they're why I'm growing. We are going to do everything we can to help them. But when they cross that line, this is not the place that the customer is right. And they're going to abuse my staff, talk poorly to them, myself. And even one of my girls the other day, she's like, thank you for having my back because this customer was just out of line. And I'm like, take your stuff, get out of my store. I don't want you here. Like, this isn't, this is a good place. I don't need crap. How'd you feel doing that? Felt good. Like how'd, you, I, how'd your team feel? Yeah, good. And they're like, thanks for having my back. Like nobody, I've never worked somewhere where, you know, usually you got to kiss ass and I'm so sorry that we'll take this. And no, we're going to do everything for our customer, but we're not going to. I think you got to take care of your team before you take care of your customer. Yeah. And the reason why is they're going to have your back on a regular basis. Yeah. My buddy Tucker, um, he helped us publish our book, uh, his company Scribe. Um, he wrote the book, uh, White Assholes Win back in the day. I don't know if you remember that book. Um, and uh, he'd probably like that that concept. Yeah. And basically he said to me, he said, he said, Michael, if we allow our customers to steamroll our team, nobody will think that anyone has anybody's back. And one of the most important things we do is grow as a culture and a tribe is to literally take care of our team. Yeah. So you actually protect your environment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I Those girls, I would, yeah, I'm not going to allow anyone to, and we get nasty, like Instagram is a whole world. I get people, and I think it's because they think they have access to the owner, so they can say, you know, whatever they want. And I get some nasty stuff. They even, I've had people tear apart my team physically on a DM to me. And I'm like, thank you, you don't need to shop here. What kind of stuff? Um, One girl. That's appropriate. Yeah, one girl wrote me that uh, the girl that was helping her was in a, a 
crop top and her fat stomach was hanging out and it was inappropriate. And I said, well... What are we like? Is this like, are we, what is it called? Um, were you, when you go to school with the wrong outfit on, what's the thing yeah. called? Oh, dress, dress code, code. Yeah. The dress code in your staff. Yeah, and, and, and she's like, uh, her stomach was hanging out and I was so appalled. I could I was so distracted, I couldn't shop there. Did you just like delete that? No, I responded, I hope you find a place to shop. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's strong. I mean, I, come on. That's how people, I, I was watching the show the other day and I my, my youngest, it was called... Um, Brain child, and it explained social media, and it said that they had this this singer on, and this is interesting to think to think about. And this is cool to teach your staff or teach anybody when it comes to social yeah. media, social media etiquette. And the singer comes on and goes, "Okay, everybody, um, there's three of you in the room. I want you to watch this and uh, just write write a comment down below how you feel about how she did. And she was horrible. Yeah. What she sang. And then the other group said, um, the other group had said, "Hey, uh, write whatever it is you want. Feel free. It will never be seen." Well, they wrote anything and they were just awful. And then they bring the lady in the room and they say, why don't you read her what you wrote? Oh, and they couldn't, even read, they couldn't even read it. And, and that's one of the things that we need to teach people is like yep. when you're sending something online, would you say this to somebody's face? Yeah. And that's a big thing. And that's what I th think you believe, you believe is that that person would never have said that yeah. in the store. They waited till they got home or waited till they got their car to complain. Cyber balls. Cy yep, cyber. I call it. Exactly. Mm. That's what I call it. Yeah, yeah. I, that needs to be a that. shirt. What's that? Cyber balls. Yeah, cyber balls. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, stop using your cyber balls yeah. on me. Yeah. Yeah. You no like cyber that? balls allowed. Yeah, no cyber <laughs> balls allowed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Only We're real Coming real, up with the whole line. Yeah, here. Real, real, real balls, no cyber yeah. balls. So <laughs> to end up here, um, last couple things. Uh, Anything you want to share? Like uh, anybody comes down, you already told them what's going to happen when they come down. Yeah. How, how do we how do we find you? Uh, so we are shoprollingrack.com. Find okay. us online. Um, we are in the middle of launching a website that's also going to be an experience. It's okay. going to match our stores. So we should have that hopefully by October. But until then, you can still shop it. Okay. Our store is Old Town Scottsdale, Fifth Avenue, Scottsdale Quarter. We are open now in North Street, but our larger store opens this fall. So hopefully by September. And then we are already in talks to open Palm Springs next spring. Wow, yeah. didn't realize that. So that's so, the, fu the future. We are yes. really rolling. Are you bringing trucks back? So I, I hopefully, you know, it's funny though. I, I get invited now. There, people are trying to book winter and spring, and I'm, I'm choosy. And I had somebody say to me, "I didn't realize you were too big now." You know, before you were trying to take how everything. That, how did that feel to hear? Because I, I get those calls sometimes too. Yeah. Where I used to be able to do things for free and I yeah. cannot anymore. Yeah, I just, it's its not that. It's just I've learned my my boundaries and I don't need to work that. It is hard work. That truck is hard work. Yeah. So if I'm putting that truck together and we're getting it ready for your event, I've got to make a number. It's got to be worth it. You know, it, it has to be worth before. You know, I just need to get out there, figure it out. I was doing events. I was there with my poor husband 12 hours. We made $100, you know? I mean, and you just, it was part of our growth, but I don't want to do that now. I, Got it. So is that the type of thing that you'd bring out to like the, was it the food so festival do, yeah. type thing? Well, we do like Phoenix Fashion Week. We okay. have a great, when they're up and running, um, we do a great four-day event with them. Um, we've been invited to a couple events um like coachella they yep. were kind of working with them oh, you'd kill it there. yeah so um we were actually in talks to do it this march then everything happened so we're trying we're revisiting those conversations now so i want to take it out to just high-end events um where we're gonna you know we'll be sure to cover what we need to 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 run it because it's an expense i mean we're running it it's air conditioned it's you know it's you can it's, go you can walk in it yep it's okay. a full on like boutiques for ceilings, chandeliers. Like it's like that's an experience. It's experience. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. the key. To, it's got the, the selfie to station. Our social Inside light. Of it? How yeah. big is this U-Haul? It's two hundred twenty-five square feet. We've got a fitting room. We've got a little bench, selfie station, light. We've packed about forty people in that thing. So you've literally taken your little vision of the truck and yeah. put it into a six thousand yeah. square foot store. And that was what I wanted. I wanted the people because I have such great customers that have been with me since those first ventures in the yep. truck, and they come into the store and they're like, "If I didn't know the two were related, I would know it was your store." And I'm like, "Good, then I did good branding because I wanted you to be seamless from the How truck to the that? store." Um, well, that was a year ago that we. Opened our tiny 600 square foot store a year and a half ago. So you've only been in business a couple of years. Yeah. So it's been wow. two years in April and I've only had the store. Two years and you're moving to 6,000 square feet. Yeah. I know. You got to give I yourself know. a little more credit, I think, sometimes. I, I think you forget, but just keep that passion alive. So the new you, mm -hmm. the one that doesn't put up with shit, which is fantastic. Yeah. How do you respond? Because bullying is actually different these days. It's yeah. not physical. It's not at school. It follows you home. How do you deal with 
the bullies that come everywhere. Because I, I can't even put a Facebook ad up now today yeah. without somebody questioning me. Some lady the other day, I'm not, I'll tell you offline what she said to me about Wonder Woman. But um, <laughs> who's got a problem with Linda Carter? Oh I, I couldn't even believe it. Someone had a problem with Linda Carter. Yeah, of all, I mean, she's a badass. I mean, yeah. there's like, like our hero. My, yeah. my wife wants, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, how do you handle the bullies today? Um, the same way that um, I learned that junior year. Although I'm punching not, them? No, I'm not, pun not, not physically, but verbally. I am our brand. I've gone at like I've made a. I had a person write a horrible review about us, yep. and I made that a coupon code for. Oh my god! Um, I, I remember the story. Yes. This is amazing. Okay. Yes. So so just to get everybody clear, I'm going to give the clarity <laughs> for the speed because my daughter works there. They have a rule because this whole Corona thing, masks yeah. are necessary. I'm gonna I'm gonna set this up right, yeah. and it's a little sign that said. If you look at it, you basically bought it because you can't put it on your face. If right. you put it on your face, it's yours. You just bought right. it. No different than you break it, you bought it. So lady picked it up, yeah. put it on. Put on her face. Um, my girl kindly said to her, you can't try the masks on. We're not. We're small business and we're now not able to resell it. You can it. try it on, but you bought it. Right. She says, we can't resell it and we'd like to ask if you would buy it. You know, $20 mask. Um, not only was she belligerent, oh, throws it on the, the floor, like just is just an asshole leaves and then writes a bad review which what did the review say the yelp or narrative, something yeah she went to yelp and google the narrative was so distorted just what did she say oh it was i went into the store and you've got a video of the this, whole thing yeah and i and i wanted to post it so matt wouldn't yeah. let me i, I wanted to post it sued. so bad i'm yeah. so excited thank god you have matt i know matt keeps that you out voice, of jail he does yeah. it's true and not lawsuits but um so she writes a review that she tried on clothes and that my girl said, now that you tried those clothes on, you have to buy them. And she was pretentious. The girl's not even from Scott. She was called her Scottsdale pretentious snob. Girls from Chandler. It's like never even, you know, this is her first time in Scottsdale. They're the sweetest girl. Just this narrative of like, whatever. So I respond, Brenna, I'm so glad I finally have a name with the video of your horrendous behavior, putting a mask on your face, you know, and I like You post this in Yelp? Yeah. She then emails me. Oh, this is a girl that wants to be heard. This, it's like the longest email. Just how unprofessional I am. Just, you know, jab, 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 jab. And I respond, you're an asshole. She took my response and put it on Yelp. There's like 100 people now that have like thumbs up on it. Like love the thing. So then she starts coming at me. Uh, she has her friends start coming, whatever. So I took her name, made it a coupon code for 20% off. And um, thank you, Brenna. We did $22,000 in sales with your code those two days. So so you flipped. That's not even lemon to lemonade. That's <laughs> like your car gets hit by a lemon tree and you yeah. turned it into a brand new Lamborghini. Yeah. yeah. So basically, this lady came in, came at you. You flipped it yeah. and turned it into 22 grand. Yep. And everybody that came in that said her name loved it. Like they were laughing. They're like, I can't believe it. Like, and it almost brought a, like a, what's that, camar camaraderie, like between yeah, us and here. the customers. Yeah. Like it was this it's Animal Farm, the book. They it's like, like there's an enemy. Yeah, they felt like they were in the inside scoop. Yeah. They were involved with the store. It brought this like whole energy. Like the people were laughing. They're like, I wasn't going to shop this weekend. Now I am. Like it was like the great, I mean, it You've was diffused good... all people to talk negatively. Yeah. You turned into a positive. Right. What, what advice do you give people? It's interesting. I never had anybody on for this. Like a professional. This is a good way to put it, a professional cyber bully yeah. um, diffuser. Right. Because um, I've gotten those comments yeah. too. Every once in a while, I'll get somebody that just crazy, crazy talk. Um, well, what Tara is the, was what trying is your, to help me with What that. is your system with that? With the bullies? The yeah, system. like what do you recommend? Call like somebody out. gets that. Because I, I got friends that own gyms and they're like, oh, you're awful that you closed yeah. during this time. We need you the most. It's like, dude, we'd love to be open. Yeah. What do you recommend? How do you recommend people respond? I, not everybody could say it. Not everybody's I culture know. is asshole. I know. So what would you recommend to somebody else? I mean, the PR of a bad review is really good. I, I think even if you don't take it head on and like cuss or call them an ass or whatever, yeah. even if you, I've seen, you know, some people say, come see the most uh, disgusting store per Michael 87 or whatever, you know, I think taking it head on, even if you don't talk to that person and making it a coupon code, making it a free sandwich, just spinning it because we're all going to get bad review. We're all going to get that and yep. we can't make everyone happy. You know, my way isn't for everyone, but I think if you can spin it, even if you respond to the review in a l nicer way than I did and um, just, you know, hey, we're sorry, but we're going to make a coupon code out of it. You know, even if you're a little bit nicer than I am, I just think head on. I love it. I love it. The so this is this has been amazing. I mean, this is the thing. Your your life is an example. You get an opportunity right now, whether you realize it or not, to 
help mentor people to feel stronger, to learn about themselves, learn the skills you never learned in life. You get your yeah. dad's legacy of being a gambler. You continue on. People ask you what you do. You're a freaking gambler. Yeah. You're a gambler. Seven come 11. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. You know it. Yeah. Um, and so you got to really think about that for a second of what you've created and what you've done. So it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank I'm you. super Have excited. Fun. Folks, go down, check out her shop for, for several reasons. One, here, here's the trick. I'm going to tell you. You can even go down thinking you're not gonna buy something, but you get caught up in the experience. You might wanna pick up a couple things. I'm also gonna tell you, great place for gifts. Am I right, last yeah. minute? Oh, yeah, Last minute, sure. you know anybody from 18 to 80, does yep. that make sense? Great place for gifts, jewelry, everything, maybe profanity's not your thing. You can look and chuckle and maybe you can't take a picture because then you buy it. Um, <laughs> but I will tell you to uh, to go down, definitely check out the store, yeah. see what you got going on, stop down. You're, you're there sometimes, maybe you're not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely check out the store, see what you got going on, because anytime as an entrepreneur, you get an opportunity to be around somebody that goes from truck to store to store to 6,000 square feet to build something in the middle of a crisis. Okay. You're an energy that people need to be around. So I highly encourage everybody, check out the store, check out what's going on. And thank you for tuning in for The Average Suck Show. And thank you for being on. Thank you for having really me. Really appreciate you. It's been absolutely amazing. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So much. Yep. been incredible. And uh, thank you. We'll see you soon. Well, thanks for joining us for The Average Suck Show. And the big question people ask is like, Michael, what is next? And the answer is simple. Get Average Sucks, my brand new book. And the reason why I want you to have this is if there's things you want in your life and for some reason you've said to yourself, why am I holding back? Why am I not getting what I want? I know I'm capable of more. This book answers all of that and more. So go to averagesucks.com. Check out all the other stuff on the page. Got a bunch of bonuses for you. Get the book, read the book. And most importantly, follow the instructions. They're very simple. You'll finish this little book in, uh, in a couple hours. Real easy to read. And it's going to start showing you how to get more of what you want in this world. So averagesucks.com and catch us on the next Average Sucks show.